jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Here we are! The re inning continues... Uh... Day three? Oh, it is day... Th- god damn it. <laughs> because for us it's day two, once again. It is? Isn't it? Well, for us, it's day three. For everyone else, it's day two. Right. But when they listen to this, it'll be day three, right? Yeah, but that will be day four for us. I don't know. Well, we're here. (laughs) We're somewhere. The re-re-threening continues. Listeners continue to blow my mind, man, with your donations and your retweets and all of this. Of our fundraiser. Stacy, this is, this is, this is, okay, in, in Absolutely Fabulous, there's an episode in ser- series four where there's an advertisement. Jane Horrocks does this ad for Carpet Madness. And she's like, it's carpets. It's madness. It's Carpet Madness. And that's, we're in the Carpet Madness phase of Gaylords of Darkness, the, the re-re-three-ening. Uh-huh. Where carpets, money, sales... Black Friday crowds and riots and 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 chaos is ensuing. The three inning, the re re three inning is out of control. I don't know if you've seen our thermometer. I have. Well, I've seen our thermometer already. <laughs> <laughs> what? It keeps growing. Period. Yes, Stacy. We are at three thousand six hundred seventy-two dollars. That is amazing. I. Look, we recorded yesterday, and while we were recording, we upped the amount, like our fundraising goal. We upped it from 1000 to 2500 And then last night, I texted Anthony, and it was like, we've already exceeded 2500 and the episode where we raised the dollar amount to 2500 is still nine hours away from being published. Yeah, yeah. We went like, we went like... Uh... no that's not how money works (laughs) (laughs) we went like almost a thousand dollars over like in just in that time too so uh, you know if we were gonna set the next goal to be 3,333 like we can't do that because you already beat that right and this is not complaining this is being amazed by fully by how much you guys are donating and and all of this like we're definitely not complaining like, oh, no, we've raised too much money. <laughs> you know. No, 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 no. It's just a matter of like, <clears throat> and then we get to, okay, we want to raise it again. We don't want people to not donate because they look at the page and we've already met our goal. So they think, oh, whatever, they've already met their goal. But we don't want to go too high because then it's sad if we don't meet it. Yeah, we can't we can't go out the gate with like a a wacky like fifteen thousand dollar goal. That's no, that's upsetting. You see how difficult this is for us. It's it's honestly the this is 
the hardest for us (laughs) it's very rough for us (laughs) yeah uh you know who it's not rough for our beneficiary the transgender law center i did you see how they did that i don't know if you know this stacy but the transgender law center all the money that's being raised through this GoFundMe, which is at gofundme.com slash F slash Gaylords, or you can access that through any link in our bio. Well, not any link, but by clicking the link in our bio, clicking the banner link on the website, it takes you right to this GoFundMe. Uh, and everything is going to the Transgender Law Center, who changes law, policy, and attitudes so that all people can live safely, authentically, and free from discrimination, regardless of their gender identity or expression. Uh, well, Transgender Law Center is the largest national trans-led organization advocating for a world in which all people are free to define themselves and their futures. So right now, 3,772 raised going to Transgender Law Center. I say we... I say we maybe um up that thermometer. You, you think? Yeah, let's let's up it. Let's up. Oh, okay, 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 okay. To what? Oh, thank you so much, everybody. I mean, I know we've said that a million times. I'll say it a million more. Thank you so much, you guys. We have the most wonderful, generous listeners. Fully. At this point, we're approaching like a total of almost twenty thousand dollars that Gaylord's listeners have raised. <laughs> <laughs> like in the life of us doing three innings, y'all are really the best. I have cast the bones because you know how before I make any decision, I cast bones. Duh. So the like through the, I tossed them all, and they are spelling out five thousand. All right. So I'm gonna do it. I'm hitting publish. Ooh, and that thermometer has raised, baby. We are now looking for. $5,000 for the Transgender Law Center. We are well over like three-fourths of the way there at $3,672. And that's with 97 donations. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. In like, essentially, as of our, our recording this, there has been like a little more than 24 hours of three inning. Well, this is day three, but the 24 hours, so... <laughs> I don't know what day it is i do know that i'm starting to like i feel my insides and my outsides starting to turn to jerky oh i'm getting a little jerkified yeah but no matter how jerkified i am it does not diminish my enthusiasm uh for the for the fundraiser for the movies that we're talking about this week for doing it it's just a matter of you know i am but a mortal woman uh yes so the three inning continues and this time we went a little different uh we've got an anthology movie for you yeah out of south korea horror stories three a girl from mars a girl from mars this movie is completely unexpected <laughs> I really loved this. It was fun. It's so weird. It's really, really, really weird. And I really appreciate that because a lot of times you put on, especially Korean anthology movies, they start to feel a little, like, not the samey, samey, but sort of. Like, there are definite uh, boundaries. You know what I mean? That they they all kind of fall within. Right. 
where are my ghosts? Where am I? Where's the the vengeful? Oh, like oh the the it's actually a ghost he's been talking to this whole time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Horror stories three really went outside of those boundaries, really far outside of those boundaries, and it was so unexpected. And I don't know, I was really into it. I loved the how different it was. Yeah, well, and there's only one. I mean, it was arguably my favorite, but there was only one like conventional sort of horror story in it i would argue everything like the 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 fact that one that this is subtitled a girl from mars that there's like a sci-fi wraparound set in the year 2416 (laughs) yeah uh and that there's fantasy mythological and robot stories (laughs) happening it's very strange yeah, it's I was not the sci-fi angle. There's not a lot that I've seen of Korean sci-fi that is straight up like outer space stuff. You'll get sci-fi like Bong Joon-ho, like you'll get Snowpiercer or something like that, which is like, you know, you're dystopic sci-fi, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or like creatures and et cetera, et cetera. But as far as like we're in a rocket ship and we're going to outer space kind of sci-fi, I don't think there's a lot i certainly haven't seen a lot there's like space sweepers and silent sea and that's kind of all i can think of was space sweepers the one that went on netflix like two years ago or something yeah they're both on netflix yeah i still want to see that so you'll get like time travel or something like that but as far as like put on the space suit and head for the stars you really don't get that a lot and so for it to really lean into that especially with the wraparound story is it was really refreshing for Korean horror. It was so not what I expected from especially Korean horror. Um, yeah, the the wraparound story, The Girl from Mars. Oh my god. It's <laughs> like, it's really weird. Like, Martians came out of the Earth, went to Mars and colonized Mars, and they got into a fight with humans and... I don't know. <laughs> I had I had to read like I rewound and read the opening text that set it all up like like eight times because I was so confused by <laughs> what was happening. It's very confusing, but what you need to know is that there is a the only surviving like Martian girl has uh, she is seeking asylum on Titan, Saturn's moon, which is where all the robots live, obviously everyone knows everyone knows so she is uh, seeking refuge amongst the robots and the robots are like well you look like a human so you must be human and we don't like humans and she's like no no no, i'm not a, a human first of all i have purple hair can't you tell i'm a martian <laughs> uh and so she tells stories about how humanity has does and will always suck to prove that she's not a human herself, right? <laughs> um, the girl from Mars is played by Kim Suan, who was the daughter in Train to Busan. Really? Mm-hmm. I love that. And so we get three stories from her as she kind of pleads her case. Well, two stories from her. Two and from her. One, one from the robot queen. She, I love me a robot queen. Yeah. <laughs> who just sits there and stares. Yeah, she's very intimidating. And her cool, like, electronica headpiece crown 
internet jack modem <laughs> system. So we get two from the girl from Mars and one from the robot queen, and it's kind of, it's past, present, and future. Um, and you know, the moral of the story in all of them pretty much is that humanity sucks. Yep. And that's okay. Yeah. I concur. Yeah. Okay. I want to live with the robots. If they're going to be intimidating, hot ladies. (laughs) With cool modems for headpieces. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. The wraparound actually was directed by um, Min Kyu Dong, who uh, directed the wraparound in Horror Stories 1 and everything. And is most known, of course, as the director, one of the directors of Memento Mori. Oh, what? Yes. How cool. I had no idea. Yeah, he's got a really interesting filmography, if you look at it. I haven't seen stuff, but he does a lot of queer cinema. Um, some feminist cinema. Hell yeah. And I love this. And he is, his wife apparently directed um, one of the stories in Horror Stories 2. She's a director on her own. So I love that also, because there aren't enough. That's awesome women directors in south korea for sure yeah i i know nothing about that that's so cool yeah so he he wrote or he directed one movie that i really want to see called in my end is my beginning and uh it stars iconic um jung-wah the singer who we all know from of course at the least from the refund sisters Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and I guess she, a woman has an affair with her husband and then the, the husband dies or something. And then the woman comes to Um Jung-hwa and is like begging for forgiveness and is like, I can make everything better if you just let me live with you. And so eventually they start living together and they end up in a relationship and beginning a new life together. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, so I really, I, I need to see that. Need that. Live show with the Refund Sisters. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, please. Yes, I could imagine. And if you want to hold on a minute, I will. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be great. So we get three stories plus the wraparound in this. Which, which one was your favorite? Oh, you said you, you liked the second one. Yeah. I think the Road Rage was my favorite. Um, I appreciated them all, but Road Rage was probably my favorite because it was, it's a story that, I mean, on a, like this, it's the most conventional, but it wasn't, that's not why I liked it. But it's a story that we've seen often, like the road game, sort of scary trucker sort of thing, um, joyride, that kind of thing. But I just thought there was there were some components that they added that made it a little spooky that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. How about you? Was that my favorite? Probably. I, I liked the third one a lot with the robots. Yeah. I like that. I like them all a lot. And they're all weird. The foxhole one, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fox Valley, the first one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that takes place in the past. It's like Joseon era. Uh, so it's a, a scholar and his, I don't know, bodyguard protector or something. They're besieged by bandits and they take refuge in this village, this really weird rundown village where this really old dude lives with his daughter-in-law. His son is dead and he lives there with his daughter-in-law. And 
it's immediately like weird. You know, I love a remote village where things are fucking weird. It's town with a secret. Oh god, it's red flag central. Like it's it's if it's if the nun from Psycho Three, there was a whole village full of her. <laughs> Stay yeah. away. Stacey, you wouldn't go to a village like this, would you? I might. <laughs> like, like like on purpose yeah Maybe, like you hear yeah. something like oh this place is really weird and they own they, they have just hot springs everywhere and that's really appealing but the people are you know they chop off your legs and hang you on sticks or they enslave you and marry you to their fox daughters you know that kind of thing you heard that would you then be like i'm gonna just i just want to peek i just want to see what i would i would go close enough that i could see it absolutely but the thing is they don't <laughs> advertise these things right away they don't advertise that they're gonna string you up and chop your legs off or whatever. yeah they it's just, there's it's no just, pamphlet in the motel that says that no you just go and you think you're gonna enjoy the hot springs and the next thing you know you're in the middle of the film x cross <laughs> yep <laughs> you know Love X Cross. I just, uh, I love it. You know, I love a town with a secret. And it's even better when it's like weird, remote, out in the middle of the woods versus just like children of the corn town. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Spooky village. Yeah. Occupied by at least one person who's 12,000 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Folk customs. Love the folk customs. I mean, it's it's the village and incantation. Yeah, it's all of these kind of things. I'm all about it. And if I did, if they weren't advertised, like I'm not going to go anywhere that's going to advertise that they're going to cut off my legs. I need my legs, okay. Uh, <laughs> but if they don't mention that, I could absolutely find myself in a place where they would cut my legs off. <laughs> there, that's the difference. That's the difference. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm in. I'm would love a road trip, spooky village to spooky village. Oh no! Or just to spooky village because that's the first one where you end up with your legs cut off. Yeah, or, that's as far as you go. Or you have to get with the fox daughter-in-law, and I would. It's not too bad of a fate. <laughs> it's really not. Too She's bad. like hot and cool. Yeah, and a so, little surly. <laughs> yeah, so I get this, and I get to keep my legs. All right, uh, you yeah. know that's yeah. fine. So, uh, man, there are probably things that got lost in translation with this one. Yeah, know? I did not know what was happening. <laughs> yeah the the old village elders like they spend the night. And the next morning, the scholar wakes up and his bodyguard, sidekick, whatever, is gone. And the ancient elder who's kind of in charge of the village says like, oh, he left. He's going to work to pay for your lodging. And you also have to work to pay for food. So let's go work. And like the few townspeople that are left are very zombie-like as they all trudge off to the mines. That are, it's in the side of the mountain. They're digging a tunnel through the mountain. Yeah. And the old guy is like, oh, our village has been subjected to pestilence and disease and all of this. Uh, but we we learned that salvation is in the mountain. And so we're digging through to the mountain. And the mountain is alive and we are digging to our salvation in the mountain. Okay, sure. You haven't done that? <laughs> it feels like a Junji Ito setup. It is. Uh, Fully, just even hearing that, I was fully thinking Ito all over again. Yeah. 
so the scholar goes and digs and things are just weird, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. And then the, the ancient elder is like, you need to get with my daughter-in-law because we really need to repopulate the village. And so you need to impregnate her. So that happens. Uh, and then the scholar like manages to eventually get away. It turns out that there's some kind of cosmic creature in the mountain it also is the mountain and also the old guy and the people in the villages are also like alien like these are like lovecraftian monsters yeah i thought they were fox people right because like the daughter is yeah uh, i heard but then but then you get yeah cosmic backlit she only performs in silhouette like space (laughs) squid beast man grandpa well, they say at one point, like, uh, you know, oh, well, the, the scholar says, like, oh, I thought they were just fox people. And he's like, no, no, they're they're better than fox people. They're like, wait, like the old guy who had possessed the bodyguard. Right. This is so confusing. He possessed the bodyguard for a while and is like, oh, no, we are way elevated because the scholar is like, man is the lord of all creation. Man is the, the best, like, pinnacle right. of whatever. And so cosmic alien grandpa is like oh for real you're just human check this out (laughs) (laughs) did exactly that full beetlejuice yeah shows off his total like alien form you know and the scholar thinks he gets away and all of this and and there is i don't know i could be reading too much into it but like the scholar like the scholars back in the day were kind of assholes like when king sejong invented hangul like the written korean system poor people and even average koreans had no written language right things were carried over from chinese and it was very complicated and it wasn't completely a correlation of spoken korean and so the king invented this really simple alphabet so that people could communicate and like have a language basically and the scholars were like what if we didn't do that because they felt they thought they were really cool because they could read and write all the chinese characters and all of this yeah and they just wanted to like gatekeep it and keep language basically for themselves which is so funny that that's like such a human who humans empower thing to do because i mean that's i mean it's not the same but like the catholic church and book binding and the publishing of books only for the bible and literacy only being attained by priests and people studying the bible yeah so you know hangul was invented and guess what like people there were books for people like the peasantry could read books oh no you know you can't have that well i bet they were reading trash like twilight and the hunger games (laughs) yeah so for this scholar to be like we're the apex and all of this it kind of tracks with you know yeah i see that yeah the way they were in history but he gets smushed by the aliens really he really does but the girl from mars is like see humans think they're all that but no no and robot queen is like hmm maybe (laughs) but you do look human are you sure you're not human and so girl from mars is like i'll tell you another story and then we get road rage loved it yeah which is the modern story like you said you know these like we said this story the three stories are past present and future 
and this is the present story and it is just your your kind of like we've seen it since duel that you know steven spielberg's first movie duel right yep the hitcher all of this stuff um it's kind of just another one of those stories but it's really well done yeah it's just a couple driving forever this this queen and her unbearable boyfriend who's awful and he's like oh i'm sleepy oh i have to answer emails oh i'm gonna start shit with this trucker (laughs) and then he's like oh i'm sleepy again drive the car for me and she's like i don't know how to drive and he's like it's fine i'm gonna answer emails and then sleep and then this poor queen gets trapped in a in a vengeful trucker showdown and then it gets cool though because once the once the cars stop and the trucker gets out i mean the whole i like i like the i like this one too because it also sort of reminded me of the ambulance zombie one from the first movie where it's like it's just constantly in motion um, with the constant driving, that kind of cool Mad Max sort of, ooh, we're, we're moving. It feels very kinetic kind of yeah, storytelling. This is, this is only on the road. Yeah. The whole story takes place on the road. Yeah. And then when they do stop the cars, because they're not moving the entire time, they they stop the cars. And, and he has like this, the trucker has like this scary dump truck, garbage truck kind of thing going on. And when he gets out, though, he has a slingshot. And he uses, like, titanium balls to get you with his slingshot. And I just thought that was spooky and cool. <laughs> yeah, he was, he had some real high-tension vibes. Yeah, yeah. He's always like... <laughs> yeah, and you never see his eyes. He has, like, his hat pulled down over his eyes. And you just see him smiling. He's got, like, his vest on. and You don't know anything about him. Like, you... Like, you start to think like that maybe he's not even human like there was something about it that yeah. was kind of uncanny yeah because it was so like his truck the license plate is covered up and you know it's you're like what is this like jeepers creepers or high tent like who is this guy is he just actually a guy i kept wondering that too but yeah because they weren't showing his face because he has weird phantasm slingshot because like all of this yeah. <laughs> yeah. he and then every time like she falls asleep and then she wakes up and it's like you hear like and you see her like in the back of the truck with her husband or boyfriend or whoever whatever unbearable tired man is (laughs) and and i thought and it starts panning out and i thought it was going to pan out and like now she's on a ufo or something (laughs) like i didn't i didn't know where it was going but i did not think he was human necessarily and then we find out that he in fact is and it's entertaining because uh, she she kind of gets to have her little death proof moment, and I appreciated that. But then it's kind of like, who's the monsters now? Exactly, which is yeah. which is Mars Girl's whole point is see you were rooting for them, but then she ends up torturing the dude in this dump truck thing, just the same as he did to her. But I do say, but she's still a queen. Well, sure. I mean, I think every woman starts at a baseline of queen. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Simone de Beauvoir did, <laughs> yeah. did write yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just, I appreciated how small it was, I guess. It was just the three characters. You know, they're it's always on the road. We don't see them like at the house beforehand or them getting away afterwards or whatever. It's just like a really nice 
tight, self-contained story that is perfect for an anthology film. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't need to be any longer than it is. And give me a weird slingshot weapon that I go, oh, that's actually a little creepy because that I can imagine how that would feel blunt impact oh when he's like a a foot above her and aiming it at her face and he has it pulled back and Ooh, oh it's God. awful it's really awful love that one yep and then the third one i like i really liked that one too robot spirit which feels completely like a black mirror episode yeah it really feels like it's pulled right out of black mirror it really is some vague time in the future where, I mean, it's, again, it's something we've seen before, like the robot companions. Like, is this Korean Megan? It's shades of Megan, shades of Chucky. Shades play. of Chucky, yeah. Shades of it, but I think it's original enough. Oh, yeah. And weird and, and, and different in its own way. So there's a robot companion named Dunko. Oh. <laughs> uh, this woman and her son. And then we have Dunko, the robot companion. But the robots have a shelf life right uh just like cortana and halo you know oh. they have a shelf life and then you gotta let them go so dunko starts uh, showing signs of nearing the end of its life and you know could inadvertently hurt the family right so the mother is advised to get rid of dunko so they have a burial and then they get a replacement model, a new model. But then the new model becomes possessed by Dunko. Yeah. Essentially, there's like all kinds of transference of memory and et cetera. And then eventually the son gets possessed by Dunko. And I just, I kind of just loved that, like, I don't know, Dunko was angry, <laughs> you know, at what happened and was obviously seeking revenge. But I just loved the the possession aspect of it. Because we yeah. haven't. Like, yeah, I guess Megan possessed a fucking Alexa at the end or something. I don't know. <laughs> she ordered more cat litter <laughs> Alexa. Yeah, play Despacito. Yeah, the uh, terror of Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, there was that, but we haven't really seen, like, a body-jumping robotic entity before. Yeah, no, that hasn't, like, ever happened. <laughs> So I thought that was really cool. But it it made sense because like if you are the kid, like when the kid plays with Donko, he has to wear these little glasses or not glasses. He wears like a little earpiece that I guess. He has like implants in his eyes or something. That yeah. Are... And it makes your eyes go. And you start seeing mechanic camcorder vision and stuff. And it, it shows you like some augmented reality. Uh, and it helps you play with Dunko. Um, so, yeah, you could, like, essentially, from the cloud, hack into that and then possess somebody who's using the device. Or, in the case of the new robot, like, there, he had a ghost folder that was left in the, the network. And so it gets into the thing. <laughs> it gets into the thing, which is, can be very dangerous. <laughs> it can be! <laughs> yeah. It can be. So I really, I, I really dug that aspect of it. And like cool tech mom who's up on all this stuff. And, she was you know, very cool. She was very cool. I appreciated that like it was, it was a thing that I never thought about in, in that like that robots have shelf life. I don't play the Halo, so I didn't know Cortana had a shelf life. I mean, I know that she goes bad at some point. Spoiler alert. Maybe that's related. Maybe it it's is. like Dunko. 
but I thought that was cool, and I thought it was cool. Like they, they, they're like, we're friends forever, and this is like, oh yeah, if your kid bonds with the robot, but then it's time to get rid of the robot, then what's going to happen? Yeah, if you have it for ten years, like you know, that's a long time. And when your kid is only like eleven, this robot companion's been—it's like having a pet or something, you know. But even better because it can talk. Yeah, and make you sandwiches. If a Furby could make me sandwiches, why would I, I would never do anything else in my life except sit there and wait for my Furby sandwich? So it's, uh, it's, and then it's, it's, it's a little bittersweet. It's sad. The mom is like, you know, she's going to go fix the Dunko, but then she realizes that she gets the recommendation that, oh no, just buy a new one. This thing is past its shelf life. It could be dangerous. Which also, I think, should be alluded to visually. Somebody should have picked up on the fact that Dunko is fucking terrifying. <laughs> like, the most terrifying busted kid robot I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, he can't help it. He just, he busted. He's all dirty and broken, and he's got his creepy mechanical seams popping out. And this poor guy. But to just be like, oh, it's done. And that that's why this is the story from the robot queen. Yeah. Like, you know, see what they did to see what humanity did to us. Like when yep. we weren't useful anymore. Yep. It's really cool when Dunko is like possessed the kid then. And in front of his mom, he's like, we're going to be together forever. And then pulls out his memory chip and stabs it into the, the kid's own possessed head. Spoiler alert. So then the robot queen is like, okay, I guess you're not human. Yeah, you can stay here with us. That's cool. And also, P.S., I uh, moved an asteroid off of its trajectory and oh. it's going to collide with Earth and wipe out humanity. And then it does until the stinger at the end where a human is still alive. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. I think they were the, yeah, like, it was just, you know, humanity isn't dead yet. But he was on Titan, or was that somewhere else? It was on Earth, when the asteroid collided with Earth. That was back on Earth. I was confused. <laughs> if you can't tell. Oh, but he'd be dead anyway, because with that asteroid colliding, there would be no sunlight. Right. It was a horror movie ending, you know? Yeah, yeah, someone has to go, Ugh! right yeah someone has to pop out of the lake and you know pull you under but how cool that this movie is um what's the word misanthropic enough <laughs> right that it, it's saying oh but the the this time the ooh the surprise it's a pieces corpse is actually just a human being just a normal human being surviving which you know we should feel good about right like oh no the they didn't wipe out humanity yay yeah, it's very cynical. Oh, yeah. Very cynical. Oh, which is something that I just love in general about Japanese and Korean horror films. They're a little um, hopeless, sometimes cynical, and always good. <laughs> yeah, if you watch this and you liked the sci-fi aspects of it, I was reminded of a movie that I recommended to you, Anthony, and you watched... Um, and I'll recommend it to people if you want something else that is cynical and bleak and all of that. Oh. A Swedish film called Aniara. Oh. Swedish sci-fi movie. The the elevator that the girl from Mars like takes to Titan totally reminded me of Aniara. Yes! And that is that movie is about uh, 
shut you know like the earth is fucked and so we have colonized mars and a a huge colony ship is going from earth to mars and it gets knocked off course and they are unable to course correct and it's kind of that's all i want to tell you that's all you should know but it's swedish it's bleak as fuck and it's so good and it's gay and it's so good it's so good and it is a vibe it's like carnival of souls in a space cruise ship (laughs) i was vibing start with horror stories three and then watch aniara and you'll be on your way i think that's a great recommendation all Aniara is so good. Also, y'all, there's this just the most amazing queen, <laughs> astronomer queen in that movie that we will be cosplaying of at the the live show for that. Yeah, that movie's full of women. Like I said, it's uh, it's gay. It's real good. So. Yeah. And horror stories three is real good. All the horror stories are real good. Have you seen two? Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen two. That one's harder to find. Yeah, horror stories one had a had a western distributor yeah so and you can get that but two i don't think it does oh or i just maybe maybe i need to try hard maybe i need to just watch a little bit harder oh there you go so i can find it because i i enjoy this series yeah a lot of the directors are you know the same um like i said min kyu dong who directed the wraparound in the first one and then some of the directors of these shorts directed like the ambulance on the death zone from the first one um and also directed white the melody of the curse the korean k-pop horror movie oh i want to see it so bad so a lot of these like i i love that the kind of korean horror community feels a little like the filmmaking community is you see a lot of the same names floating around and they work together and all this so i really dig that yeah i love anthology horror movies oh yeah even terrible ones i just i don't know it's well it's it's a it's a whitman sampler right so you can be like oh that one had coconut that was so good and then you're like whoa raspberry or whatever like the <laughs> filling when you get the gross fruit filling one but then you just go on to the next chocolate and at the end of the day they're all covered in chocolate so there's some level of pleasure i usually don't like the comedic one there's almost always like i will say that for horror stories is there's no comedic entry oh yeah but uh, you know you don't like the jordy i like jordy verrill because it's creep show but usually there's the 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 comedic one that i can do without what's the funny one in um oh that british one we watched monster was that the oh yeah monster whatever monster party is it called monster (laughs) party no monster club the monster club Monster Club, yeah was the was the funny was that the one the the dad's a vampire with um brit eckland right yeah that one was fun i guess that was fun and the wraparound was goofy and yeah. Oh, yeah. you know i don't listen i'm a lesbian i don't like jokes i don't like humor <laughs> this is the funniest person i know <laughs> <laughs> i don't like to laugh you know what i mean yeah so it's not my heritage oh there we go so you can keep your Jordy Verrills all right no I love Jordy Verrill who am I kidding <laughs> <laughs> listen another day down oh my god another day down another day down and Stacy, I have more news to report 
Oh, we have continued to raise funds even while recording this. We are now at three thousand seven hundred and forty dollars, ninety nine donations. Like we have almost one hundred donors already, and this is so co- we're still early into the three inning. Or sorry, the re re three inning. Yes, thank you. So uh, this is just wild, y'all. I'm so grateful. Thank you, and please continue to share if you already donated. Like that's so great. You don't have to donate. Just please share, uh, and keep this momentum moving. Because, like I said, this is carpet madness, and I don't see it in sight. And I love that. Yeah, we're like it's only as we record. Well, the this is the Wednesday episode that we're recording now, so that'll. I don't know what that means, but it means something. It means it's hump day! <laughs> yeah, so we're going to keep chugging along tomorrow's movie I'm very excited about. Holy shit. One I have seen before. Uh, it is iconic. Is this movie in the Smithsonian? I don't know if there's a lot of movies in the Smithsonian, but if there are any, this one is surely amongst their number. If they have the power to contain it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. What are we talking about? <sighs> We're talking about Ninja 3, The Domination. I am so excited. I can't believe this has not been in a three inning previously. Yeah, I can't believe it wasn't the first movie of the first three inning. Like, that the first three inning was just Ninja 3 The Domination every day. Right. (laughs) Oh my god. It's so... Well, I mean, that's a conversation for tomorrow, but I'm just excited. I haven't watched it in a hot minute, and I'm ready for some Lucinda Dickey. I have never seen it. What? I know. I know. It's one of my biggest blind spots. I have only heard everything wonderful ever. Jason loves this movie. At one point, he bought two copies of it. No, I bought him a second copy. I don't know. Like We just have a million copies of this movie because it's that good. But I don't even know. So I have been waiting for the right moment. And God said, Anthony, now is the time. I did not know. I'm so excited, Stacey. I'm so excited. (laughs) Lucinda Dickey. Okay. A queen. An absolute queen. Absolute queen. Oh, wowee. Well, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Listen, the three, the re-re three-inning is fun. Yeah. Like we said at the top of this, like the lineup this week is really great. Like either stuff that we've seen and loved or stuff we haven't seen, but we're super wicked pumped about. It's real weird. It's, yeah, it's getting oh, weird out there. Oh, it's weird. weird. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, when we do the re 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 three in it <laughs> at some point, like then we'll be it'll be swilling the dregs. You know what I mean? It's that last that last mouthful of beer. Oh, and it's warm. It's warm. Oh. Yeah. You're like, did somebody pee in this? Yeah. Are there sea monkeys in it? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. You don't really, you don't think about it too much, you know? Like, that's next time. But the re-re-threening is lit and legit. Oh, yeah. It's wicked. I'm surprised. You know what I'm surprised? I haven't seen 
it's the, everyone has been sharing, commenting, uh, sending in wonderful words of support. They've been airmailing us like sandwiches to keep us alive. Uh, but I'm yet to see what I've seen in previous readings. I haven't seen anyone saying like, oh, I hope you do this movie. Oh, that's true. What's up with that, people? What are some part threes that you're excited to see and you're hopeful to see? We won't tell you. We're not going to spoil anything. We're not going to tell you. And we have our lineup set, but like maybe for the next one, maybe there's some blind spots that we haven't been paying attention to. That could be. Maybe there's some stuff we forgot. I mean, you get to the point where it's like, okay, time for Witchboard 3. No offense to any Witchboard 3 fans. I've never seen it, but I also would not necessarily be excited about it. Listen, I'm so ready for Emmanuel 3. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Puppet the... Master. Oh, God. Puppet Master 3. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, no. Tomorrow's Ninja 3, The Domination. Is there a Ninja 1 and 2? I don't know. Who don't knows? <laughs> there might not be. <laughs> but there's a Ninja 3, and I'm ready. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. I can't wait to see where we are at on our thermometer next time we do this. Right? And as, as always, we are going to keep updating you on the Insta stories and the Twitter and the post. <laughs> the other places the, the uh telegraph anthony is really on top of it today i'm doing so i'm thriving <laughs> <laughs> it's only wednesday my friend i'm thriving i don't know what day it is but listen i have this going i'm so excited for these movies and for this fundraiser so there is that 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 helps but once again $5,000 goal. So excited to see where we go. You can access all the links for sharing through our website, through our social media, or by just typing in gofundme.com slash F slash Gaylords. And once again, all this fundraising is going to the Transgender Law Center. And you can find out more about them at transgenderlawcenter.org. So, you know, then until tomorrow, people, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the donations and the support and all of this, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god! god. Tune in next time! Ha <laughs> ha